This is Rhema for Today. God said, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions, and I will not remember thine iniquities. That's the way he forgives. And that's the way he wants you to forgive. And if you walk in love, that's the way you will forgive. You will not keep reminding people, husband or wife, children or parents, brother or sister, or brother or sister in the Lord, you'll not keep reminding one another of past mistakes and sins and failures and what you did to me and how you offended me. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on love the way to victory. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now, uh, the translators of the King James, in translating this, that 22nd verse, they, they capitalized the letter S there, which would lead you to believe that that refers to the Holy Spirit. But as W. E. Vine points out in his Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words, there is only one Greek word for spirit, and that is pneuma. And uh, you, you, you have to tell, it's difficult to tell sometimes whether he's talking about the Holy Spirit or the human spirit if he just uses the word spirit, because the same word is used. If he says Holy Spirit, then we understand Holy Spirit. But it's quite obvious, and I'll prove it to you, it's quite obvious that he's not talking about the Holy Spirit here. He's talking about the human spirit. Now, the very first fruit that shows up in the recreated, and while I'm talking, you turn to the 15th chapter of John's Gospel, and we'll prove it to you. The very first fruit that shows up in the recreated, born again, child of God, our human spirit is love. That's the very first fruit. Now Jesus said in the 15th chapter of John's gospel, let's start with the very first verse, I am the vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. Now where does the fruit grow? Here's a tree. Where does the fruit grow? It grows out there on the branch, doesn't it? It grows out there on the branch because of the life that comes up out of the trunk, the vine, so to speak, of that tree. And uh, you see, because of the life of Christ within, hallelujah, the fruit grows on the branch. Amen? Amen. This is the fruit, the very first fruit that shows up or that grows in the born again human spirit. Now, Let's take another scripture to prove that. Turn to 1 John. 1 John, 1st epistle of John, the third chapter. And again, the very 14th verse. We know that we have passed from death unto life. That means we've passed from spiritual death unto eternal life. 
That means we've been born again. We become children of God. How do we know it? Because we love the brethren. I said that's the very first fruit that shows up, isn't it? You see, this is the fruit of the born-again human spirit because of the life of Christ within. And that life has been imparted unto our spirits through the Word by the Holy Spirit. And that love, a measure of that love, has been imparted through the Word by the Holy Spirit unto our spirits. Hallelujah. And so that new law is written, praise God, in our hearts and in our spirits. Now, in uh, the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the 32nd verse, and here he said, but be ye kind, tender-hearted. Well, that means we can be kind. God wouldn't tell us to do something we couldn't do. If God told us to do something that we can't do, then we could accuse him of being unjust, and he would be unjust. But if God tells me to do something, I know I can do it. Amen. Because first of all, he furnishes the ability to do it. Amen. He not only tells us to love, but he furnishes us the love to love with. Amen. And so he said, be ye kind. Because you see, this kind of love is kind. Be ye kind, tenderhearted one toward another, forgiving one another. You know, love and forgiveness go hand in hand forgiving one another. Now how? Look in Ephesians 4.32. How? Forgiving one another even as God. I can forgive even as God forgives. Now why can I do that? Why can I forgive even as God forgives? Because you see, the same kind of love that God is has been shed abroad in my heart, in my spirit, by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, how does God forgive? God said, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions, and I will not remember thine iniquities. That's the way he forgives, and that's the way he wants you to forgive. And if you walk in love, that's the way you will forgive. You will not keep reminding people, husband or wife, children or parents, brother or sister, or brother or sister in the Lord, you'll not keep reminding one another of past mistakes and sins and failures and what you did to me and how you offended me. Don't shout me down now because I'm preaching real good. Amen. Amen. No, you'll, you'll forget it. Oh, yes, the devil may bring a picture of it to your mind once in a while, but when he does, you'll just look at it and laugh and say, that's so, Satan, that happened all right, but it's all gone. It don't exist anymore because I've forgiven them, they've forgiven me. You know, usually, there's two sides, uh, three sides, somebody said, to every argument. Your side, the other fellow's side, and then the right side. And then usually that's just about the truth of the matter. Amen. You remember again, in connection with the scriptures, love and forgiveness goes hand in hand. In connection with Mark 11, 23 and 24, that we love so much. Thank God for these scriptures. They're the ones that brought me off of the bed of sickness, off of a deathbed, praise the Lord. These scriptures are ones that's helped me to walk in health through the years. And so uh, we, we rejoice 
In those wonderful scriptures, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you'll receive them and ye shall have them. But that's not all of the story. The very next word is that fell from the lips of Jesus and, and, when ye stand praying. Now you see in the 24th verse, he talks about prayer because he said, what things ever you desire when you pray, doesn't he? And when you stand praying. Everybody say, when you stand praying. When you stand praying. Now what's the next word? Forgive. forgive. See, love forgives. Forgive if ye have ought. Forgive if ye have ought against any. Now, I know from experience in dealing with so many thousands of people through the years, talking to them even on a one-to-one -one basis, particularly when you pastored and then in smaller meetings, you know, that folks, you know, they, they know it's wrong to have hold something big against somebody, but it might be all right to hold some little old something, you know. But no, Jesus said, if you have ought, ought means anything at all. That means little, big, or middle-sized. Amen. Anything at all. After all, there's a text in the Old Testament that said the little foxes spoil the vines. And that little bitty something that you think don't amount to too much can spoil the vine, can keep you from receiving your healing, can keep you from receiving the blessings of God. Because you see, the Bible also said that faith worketh by love. Amen. I said, amen. amen. I remember my wife and I were preaching a full gospel businessmen's convention several years ago in New York City. And after I had talked, uh, a lady stopped uh, my wife and I and said, may I speak to you? And we said, yes. And she gave us this testimony. She said, I was down in Tulsa. This is before we started Rainbow Bible Training Center. And we had a crusade over using the facilities of Sheridan Road Assembly. And this lady came down from New York State, was in that cruise, came down especially to get into the uh, healing line and to get healed. She had uh, stomach trouble and had a respiratory problem. And so she said, I'm going to be there all the week anyway. And as we encourage people in our meetings, uh, hear as much word as possible before you get into the line. Because I've discovered this. Those people that come one time, hear one message, run right into the line, the very smallest percent of them receive healing. But those folks who listen to the word and respond unto the word, they're the folks that receive healing. We were eating today in a cafe, or a cafeteria here. And a gentleman stopped, tapped me on the shoulder, shook hands with me. And he said, Brother Egan, I was healed of crippling rheumatoid arthritis. I could not lift my arms. And he lifted them. And they were perfect. I could see that. His hands were deformed, crippling rheumatoid arthritis. And I was perfectly healed reading your little book in him. In him. Little book. I read it over and over again. I found those scriptures concerning healing. Read them over and over and over and over and not just a one-shot deal. You see what I mean? And all of my arthritis disappeared. I saw it. I saw him. Praise God. Shook hands with him. Amen. Praise his holy name forever. Well, thank God God's word works. But this lady from New York said, 
Well, I'm going to be here all the week anyway. I'll wait toward the end of the week to get into the healing line. But as she came to the day services and we began to teach and share some of these same things, she said, well, I see uh, something because you see, this lady, this was several years ago, and she had been in, uh, I suppose, in every leading healing evangelist in America had laid hands on her. Now, you know folks ought to have enough sense to know that if they don't receive healing after hands have been laid on them at least a few times, and particularly by those that are especially used of God, that something has to be wrong with them. Amen. Amen. But you see, too many times they, they want to lay it off on somebody else. They need to check up on themselves. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagen and Pastor Hagen and the rest of the Hagen family. I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagen's two-CD set called How to Know the Will of God. Next is Kenneth Hagen's CD entitled A Place Called There. And last but not least, Lynette Hagen's book, God's Positioning System. All three resources are for the special price of $16.50. That's 50% off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And we are enrolling oh, yes. for Rhema Bible for Training Raymond. College. Yes. yes, for the fall as well as the spring. So right. go to rbtc.org, apply online there today. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on Love the Way to Victory. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.